Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello everybody, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My amazing guest today is none other than Steve James. <laughs> Welcome, Steve. Well, it's great to be here, Dr. Paul. Thank you. I'm thrilled that you're here. For the listeners, now, if they go Google Steve James, they're going to get some guy that doesn't look like you. No, no, that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> Unless that's they true. dig a little deeper. Uh-huh. You are a singer, a songwriter, a performer... And let's see, I'm looking for the other word because a I producer. think you're a, cru- a crusader. Well, you know what? That's a great word. I've never used that word before, but <laughs> well, that's kind of fun, a crusader. That doesn't surprise me, but it, it struck me as, as we were meeting before and having a conversation prior to the show that that, that kind of fits. Well, well thank you. I take that as a compliment. And a crusader for what? Well, th- this show is called Live on Purpose Radio. Absolutely. And I didn't have to twist your arm too hard to get you here. Uh, because you and I believe in some of the same principles. One of the most fundamental ones being positivity. That's true. And that- I think you're a crusader for that. Well, thank you. I do. I really, I, I'm very passionate about using our talents to make a positive difference in people's lives. And I see right. that that's what you're doing. So, yes. uh, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. That's what it's all about. Totally why we're having this conversation. Yep. Your talents have been in the area of, of production and especially musical kinds of products. And yes. I, I was just perusing through your website a little bit. Something good Inc. Inc. Yes. Dot com. That's right. And that's where you've put up some of the um, the music that you've produced that has, I think, the purpose of creating a positive impact. And I know you've used that in some curriculums and or curricula, mm-hmm. I think is the correct way to say that. I'm a psychologist, not an English professor. <laughs> um Tell us a little bit about that project and and what you've done with that, just so that people get a little bit of a sense of where you're coming from and and what some of your background has been. Oh, absolutely. I I have a background in music. As a matter of fact, I first started performing and entertaining professionally at the age of 14, actually 13. But I started Uh writing songs um, when I was like six, seven years old. And so my entire life, part of my, the fiber of my being is actually a songwriter and to express my thoughts and my feelings through music. Mm -hmm. And even did that as a little kid and taught myself how to play the ukulele and then then the guitar and then the piano. And I play those instruments by ear. Um, But I grew up with, with kind of a desire to, to express my feelings and, and more than anything, like I said, make a difference, use those talents to make a difference. Even as a kid, when I would play a song that I wrote, or I would write a song for my mom and it brought tears to her eyes, that made me feel wow. so fulfilled 
as an artist and as a child and and as a person mm-hmm. an individual and even when i started writing songs for my school and and performing i realized that not only could i entertain but mm-hmm. more importantly that people would have these positive feelings and feel good possibly even emotional responses to the songs right. i was singing and i realized that's that's not only a, a talent but it's a gift mm-hmm. and a responsibility and also um, a, a power, if you will, that that I, I believe that music is a positive power. It can and it could be a negative power too. A lot of wonderful oh, yes. messages can be conveyed through music in a way that mm-hmm. that just cannot vocally or verbally. Um, and right. and as a young kid, I mean, we're talking preschool and grade school. I mean, I learned uh. that that fact, and actually, it was innately there. With me, so as I've grown up and as I progressed, I've literally learned how to use that that gift um, in in different ways to um, to influence and to help and and to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's much more important even than fame and fortune and all that. But but when we have our gifts and our skill sets and our talents, if we can use those to to benefit mankind and our community and those around us. That's, yes. that's really fulfilling. And, and that fulfillment comes in a different way than, um, I'm, I mean, you got to have money in a bank account too, but, but, um, but still that fulfillment is important to me um, in mm-hmm. through, through using the talents. Um, something good incorporated was developed actually backing up. I had the chance to, to write some songs that taught positive principles um, with respect to the prevention of drugs, alcohol, violence, crime, under the umbrella of character education and right. um, and service learning and diversity, um, I started being a motivational speaker mm-hmm. and using my music when I spoke and addressing more than two hundred thousand a year, um, speaking all over the United States to school groups, community groups, teachers. Um, right. I'd be a trainer, and I found that there was such a need for that positive music that mm-hmm. branded those research-based principles that help our kids make those safe and healthy choices in their lives. And as mm-hmm. I did that, I came up with curriculum music that started here in Utah that's a part of the health core curriculum in the state of Utah in the program that's called Prevention Dimensions. Um, it started with the nice. little cassette back in the days of having a cassette. You five know songs, what that is? Five songs on a cassette and and the response in the classrooms and it was distributed cla- na- or not nation but statewide mm-hmm. to classrooms and the response from the teachers and the kids was so positive that we continued in, into a, a series of 30 songs that's now a part an essential part of the the uh, K the K six curriculum prevention mm-hmm. dimensions, which is part of the safe and drug free school program in the state of Utah, and the character education um, program. And so as as we did that, I was thinking, you know, I got to create a company now that's uh-huh. around that positive music for kids. And so we were trying to think of of the perfect name. And finally, one of our designers said, she said, you know what? You wrote a song called something good. And I just call you guys something good because that's what you are. And all of a sudden that light went on and we thought, you know, something good incorporated. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of how that started. You've pointed out so nicely that there's a power 
to music specifically, that power will go one way or another. And, and I talk to people all the time about this. I've, I've encountered clients, for example, who, because they're feeling angry, they want to go listen to angry music. Right. And there's some of that out there. Have uh-huh. you noticed? There, there is. Angry music, hate-filled lyrics that, that describe acts that are, are just unthinkable. Uh, but conveyed through this music, and it tends to perpetuate that feeling. And as you were talking about how how you got lit up early on at an early age to convey messages through music because you felt something, and you could tell that it caused other people to feel something, uh, you're also putting an emphasis on, let's be clear about which direction we take that. Well, it's true. And the power of music is a very interesting thing. It is. If you think about it, I I give a talk in a lot of my trainings that I give that's called um, Hook, Line and Thinker because uh, (laughs) (laughs) my wife came up with that. She's the queen of puns. I love it. But Hook, Line and Thinker, because in the music industry, in the commercial industry, music is used to create what we know as, as, you know, jingles. Uh-huh. And you and and there's essential formula that in order to come up with a jingle that you have to have. And if you think about the jingles that you've heard um, way early on in your life, you can still remember them to this day mm-hmm. because of the the musical hook that they have. Right. And also when when I say the line, that means basically the tagline or the message of that commercial. Mm-hmm. But if I like if I went to sing for you right now, give me a break, give me a break, and I stop, your mm-hmm. brain is, a, is going on. to automatically finish that, f- and, and possibly even um, with the visuals of the construction worker dancing with a Kit Kat bar. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, that's the way our brain is wired. Mm-hmm. It, in fact, it's really interesting. Dr. Sandra Treehub of the University of Toronto. She did a study way long ago mm-hmm. that um, that shows that our brain is pre-wired to music, just like you know your laptop says to or laptop is to Windows or something like that. That that we actually come here, we're born pre-wired to music. Isn't that interesting? Ah, that is. Did you know? Did, did you know that? Have you ever heard of that before? I've I've heard some things about that. I don't know that I've looked at the specific right. Uh, research or, or or theories that are describing that, but it makes so much sense. And they've even been able to show, I'm, I'm thinking of other studies where they've shown an impact on, on prenatal, uh, you know, before a baby is even born. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are impacts that music can have on that unborn child. And it's interesting because Dr. Sandra Treehub, she took a, a control group of infants and basically had a lullaby. She sped it up. She slowed it down. She changed the key. She changed all different modifications, but still kept that same melody. Mm. And they were scientifically able to measure the same, um, that the same response of the child that, that they remembered that melody, which is interesting. Oh, wow. They also did another study where they had parents holding little children and they played chords like major chords, minor chords, um, and and did that. And the kids were were uh, very calm and settled. But mm-hmm. then they started playing dissonant chords, 
and like, you know, like pounding on the piano or, or playing chords that just did not um, intervals that, that are, are not pleasing uh, right. to the ear musically speaking. And then all of a sudden the kids became irritable mm-hmm. and it's interesting, but suggesting that we actually are born with a rudimentary understanding of what works with music and what doesn't. Right. And so interesting. And so you have right. And so you have these musical hooks that literally can pull people in and help to remember. I mean, how do we learn our ABCs? Mm -hmm. You know, by by our little song. And um, and and I still have to go to it when I'm alphabetizing something. Really? Okay. (laughs) There you go. That's a perfect example. But when you have that vehicle of a musical phrase that's catchy, Mm -hmm. and it has to be catchy. But when you have that catchy musical phrase, then which we call a hook, and then you put information to that, then somehow that just creates. Now, Dr. James Calaris, uh-huh. a, a scientist, also he 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 calls them um, earworms or, or or something <laughs> that 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 um, it it creates a cognitive itch that you hear it. But because it's catchy, huh. that you want to hear it over and over and over again. And the more you hear it, then the more branded it becomes in your brain. Well, that's used mm-hmm. in the music industry. And oh, there are yeah. negative messages and positive messages. And these messages are on a daily basis branded in our children's minds through that power of music. Yes. I want to explore this more with you. As we come back from this break, Steve, you talked about there's negative and there's positive. And I'll explore with you a little idea that maybe there's no neutral. We'll come back to that. This is Steve James at Live On Purpose Radio. that I'm excited about positive psychology finally there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy my friend Scott Wilhite developed this app Scott tell us about it well uh, it's called feed your happy it's like seven habits meets the Fitbit where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness and you get the tracking ability too so that you can chart anything you chart improves faster if you like apps if you like games if you like happy this is it feed your happy it's available now in the app store happiness doesn't depend on any external conditions it is governed by our mental attitude Dale Carnegie. And welcome back. That music that we just listened to, Steve, that's one of your songs. That's right. This is a song, Thinking Positive. Thinking Positive. <laughs> Love it. We may continue to use that on this show if it's okay with you. Oh, that'll be fun. You bet. Because that's what we're trying to get people to do. That's absolutely. And you know what? We're trying to get our kids to do that too. And we right. do that. We do that through our example as parents. If we're positive and we give those positive messages to the kids then, oh, wow, that is so, so amazing. Those kids grow up and positively empowered. So they look at life, you know, as a pitcher half full, you know? 
While we're on that, can, let's just take a little sidetrack for a moment. Sure. Because as a singer, as a songwriter, as a producer, you went out there and searched all over and finally found an angel to marry so that you could have this voice to use in your productions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not exactly how it all played out, Steve. But, <laughs> but uh, you and Lisa work together and we you've do. incorporated your kids into this whole process. Talk about that for just a minute, because we, it's not just about these songs on the website that we mentioned. Well, you know what? I just, I, I'm just so blessed to have married an absolute angel and, and her voice is a voice of an angel, literally. Mm-hmm. And she sings on a lot of the songs on our children's music series too. Mm-hmm. She's not on thinking positive. That's another friend of ours. Yes. Um, and uh, who has a fabulous, incredible, fabulous voice. But, um, but Lisa and I just have, have just the same desire to, again, use our talents to make a difference. And we've tried to raise our kids that way too. Our kids literally have been, have grown up on stage in the spotlight, mm-hmm. even since a baby. And we try to not only let our kids know that as we perform together as a family, even for a convention, for a performance, for a concert, mm-hmm. and we've been all over the place and, and just hundreds of thousands of, of people have, have, have listened to us. And, and I tell you what, those experiences with our children on stage um, are so valuable oh, because afterward, when we've had people come up and comment on how they were moved by something or inspired mm. or to see family togetherness or, 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 or I even had a performance that we did. It was kind of a high profile performance. And this lady came up and she goes, I just cannot tell you how glad I am that you two are married. Ah. And she said, because I was, I, I was in the audience thinking we have a scandal there because those two, those two people are madly in love with each other. There's and, a lot of and energy. All, and all we were singing was Phantom of the Opera. So it's not like we were singing a message based love song, right? but, but she could tell because of the chemistry and because of how we were performing. And isn't that interesting that that was the impression that she had. Mm. And she looked up in the program and saw that we, we, that we were married and she was so glad we were a couple. And I said, I am too. I'm glad we were a couple, but that became part of your message. But they picked that up, so we could right. we could even be singing a Broadway song as a family, or a country song, or a pop song. But because of of that, what what I call family positivity, mm-hmm. um, that unity that we have, and the relationship that we have, that's still communicated to the audience. Isn't that isn't that, that interesting? Is interesting? Through music, it still is communicated. So that leads me back to this question that I wanted to explore with you. I believe that music moves us. Yes. And if that is true, then we're not going to stay in the same place. Because of that, I don't think that there is a neutral option. I think it's going to move us one way or the other, either a little or a lot. Right. I don't think it can be neutral. Well, if you think about it, there's light and there's darkness, right? Right, And anything in between is just the movement toward one or the other. Toward one or the other. If that is true, and I think that it is, we always have a choice which side we're going to pick. Now, you've clearly chosen a side in terms of what kinds of music you produce mm-hmm. And you create. You've picked a side, and thank you for that. Well, you bet. (laughs) (laughs) And keep taking your family along, because I think that's cool, too. Um, 
as a listener, I have to make that choice too. Mm-hmm. And if there is no neutral choice, then whatever I'm choosing to consume in terms of media, whether it's music or video or movies or whatever it is, is going to be on one side or the other of that spectrum. I think we have to be really careful to notice that we're making that choice. Because there will be times when we get enticed or sucked into something that really is on that negative side, even if we didn't notice it right at first. So I'm, I'm kind of teeing this up for you to... Well, well, you know, I, I, I love what, what you say, thoughts? because if, move, if music moves you, right, right then, then the keyword is move. And, mm-hmm. and so, of course, there's, there's light and there's darkness mm-hmm. in general. And you have, and, and we have a choice where we are going to move, what direction we're moving toward. And of course, mm-hmm. because we're not perfect, everyone makes mistakes. We, you know, there are times we move one way or another and, uh, and right. we need to make sure that we have that continual movement toward that light, toward the love, toward um, peace and, and, and acceptance and accepting others. And, 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 you know, it's interesting, for example, after a performance, this man mm-hmm. came up to, um, to us, it, this was about five years ago. My 15 year old was probably about 10 years old then. And this man came up and, and he was from Japan. And in, mm-hmm. in his broken English, he said, oh, I loved your show. It was an outdoor show downtown. Uh-huh. And, um, and we said, thank you. He goes, oh, no, this is my first time in the United States. I came to the hotel. I went out and I heard music on the streets because I wanted to see America for the first time. And my little boy threw out his arms and says, welcome to America, Ah, you know, and he said, thank you. And he said, but I came to this park and I listened to your music and your family. And he said, this is not Hollywood. And I said, well, no, it's Salt Lake City. And he said, no, this is not. He goes, this is not Hollywood. You really love each other. He said, this is real that you love each other as a family. And, and we said, well, yeah. And then my son said, well, we do. And he goes, I just got married and we just had our first baby in Japan. And again, this is all in broken English. And he said, I want what you have. How do I have what you have? And I just turned to my son afterward. And we just thought, how cool is that? That just by listening again, that not only did he, feel a love of a family which we have i mean we're Mm -hmm. we we, you know we're imperfect like every family in the world but but still we do love each other well that was communicated just through music to him so much so that he as he's starting his family wanted to have that wanted to move in that direction of light and of love and that's the responsibility that i'm talking about when we have our gifts and talents now ours is in the field of music and in other mm-hmm. things, but but we all have our skill sets. We all have, all have our talents. Right. Our responsibility is to use our gifts and talents to reach out to others and to help and inspire and to lift as we all move yes. toward that positive direction. Yes, and we will move other people in some direction. So let's be intentional about that. Let's pick a side. Absolutely. I love that you're doing that. That's why I called you a crusader earlier. Well, thanks. I think you've, you've decided very clearly that that's what you want to do for people. And that's why you and I hit it off, too, because 
Uh, although my talents don't lie in the same area as yours do, as you were saying, everyone's got some package, some gift, some ability uh, to bless and lift the lives of people around us. And when we, when we do it that way, you know what, Steve, we could probably spend another half hour talking about the economic impact of that. Right. Uh, because you said something earlier about it's not a, you, you need to make some money too, but you know what? The best way to make some money is to get out there and improve people's lives. Right. That's and, the and there are many version. people that make money in practical ways that use that to improve people's lives too. And, mm-hmm. and, and money is, is an interesting thing. Um, but you know what? The bottom line is if where, where are our hearts and what direction right. are we moving? And as parents, what direction are we taking our family? Mm-hmm. Because we have a very limited window of time with our children and we're yeah. in the driver's seat. And we're on the highway, they're in the back seat and whatever direction we go, if it's, you know, toward the, the, the light Mm -hmm. or the dark, the positive or the negative, whatever that is, we're in the driver's seat. And that's the experience that our children have when they're with us. Right. That's important to realize because at some point, Steve, as far as our kids are concerned, we're not in the driver's seat anymore. (laughs) At some point. And, and that terrifies some parents, but it really is true. Kids are going to drive their own life at some point. And it comes all too soon. Right. So that window of time that we have, we need to choose where we move. What kind of an experience do we want to create mm-hmm. for them? Yeah. So that they can get a taste of, okay, my life could be more positive or my life could be more negative. And what we focus on as parents makes a difference along those lines. You know, there, absolutely there's old story of the, chil- the child that opens up the Christmas present. Oh, yes. And then takes the, the toy, puts it aside, and starts playing with the box. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, need, you, know, you don't need to be a millionaire to give your, your children wonderful experiences mm-hmm. as they're growing up, positive experiences. You've probably already answered this in some ways, but I want to ask you just straight up. Sure. Why is positivity so important? Well, you got to have hope. You got to have... My my wife and I have... We just talked about it this morning on the phone. um, Because there are always different experiences that we have in life. Different dynamics that we we have on on our path as we climb every mountain in life. There there are the rocky, steep climbs. There are the Mm. beautiful vistas. There there are, you know, the, the, the dangerous parts. There are the other parts that are absolutely fun life mm-hmm. is 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 really never perfect but life can be perfectly imperfect and it's perfect and that it's imperfect it is and it's like i tell our kids you know i i realize you're not perfect we don't expect you to be perfect but we want you to know that you're a perfect fit for us and 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 we and that's a beautiful message and you know it's the and that's that's the way it is and as we move through life um, we have to have that light and hope. Um, and, 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 you know, we could do another half hour show just on strengths and weaknesses. Cause I personally believe they're tied together. Oh yeah. And as we focus on our strengths, You're right. as we turn to, you know, we say the light or to the positive, whatever, as we turn to the positive, focusing on our strengths, including our children mm-hmm. and not, not getting down on their or our imperfections or our weaknesses, 
But if we focus on those strengths slowly, we can help start to perfect and become better where our our weaknesses start becoming right. strengths. I mean, I know that. I I, mm. I, I know that um, I look at my children and I look at them and, and what makes them so wonderful is their individuality and their their strengths, but they're also, it kind of comes along with some weaknesses. And to right. focus on those weaknesses and constantly get down on them with negativity does nothing but prevent them to grow and to move toward that positive um, part of life and toward happiness right. and love and function. And so if we can help, and starting with ourselves, focus on our strengths that means mm-hmm. take the positive approach. Be hopeful. Have that faith. Do you know? Have faith in ourselves. Faith in a yes. God or whoever we believe in. Faith in our children. That that we focus on that. Then things kind of just work out, and and take it step by step. And when something happens, we get back up and we keep on going. I remember, That's right. you know, my my one of my greatest examples is my cousin who grew up running races in special Olympics. And -hmm. today he needs a wheelchair to even get around. Mm -hmm. But every time he would enter a race, he could barely walk, much less run. And yet every now and then he would fall. But he always got back up and kept on going because he had that positive attitude that I can continue no matter what. And when I saw that, that was just a um, a great model in my life, ever since a child, I looked at my cousin and I saw his attitude and how he focused on the positive. And, and that yes. really make it, made a difference in my life. And it does create hope. It As does. you said, that's so essential, especially in the context of, of our world today. And there's always hope. Yes. There always is hope, no matter what. Steve James. You've done it again. <laughs> Great message. Some of our listeners may be thinking, hey, I would really love to have Steve or Steve and his family come and do a, a show for us or speak or Absolutely. share a message That's with our That's what we group. do. That's what you do. What's the best way for people to find you or get a hold of you? You bet. Uh, you can email me at steve at somethinggoodinc.com. That's the word something, the word good, and then I-N-C is an incorporated.com. .com, somethinggoodinc.com. That's right. the website as well where they can see the sample of those those songs that you we bet. were referring to earlier. And actually, we're renovating it this summer. We're we're oh, it's, we're really excited good with things, things that are around the corner. I, absolutely. Very nice. Thank you. That's steve at somethinggoodinc.com. And there's a lot of resources there, uh, ways that people can get a hold of you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Folks, take it seriously. Steve knows what he's talking about. It's time. Go out and live on purpose. Purpose.